Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, Monday Night Raw, review. Hello everyone, that's right, you are here and ready to rock on another episode of the W2M Raw Review, and we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, guys. So hey, if you want to go find all our great review shows, that's the place to go, and make sure you don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose. Just do us a big favor, go hit that subscribe button, that gets you every single thing that we do without you even having to go search anymore. Please go do that now, and also rate and review while you're there. That gives us a little help, it also gives us a little bit of feedback that we'd like to hear from you guys and make sure you also give some support to our really good friends or partners in crime over at 411mania.com and lastworldonprowrestling.com we appreciate all that they do for us and hey we want to make sure that we give them support i of course am gary vaughn and along with me is your host paul leaser hey and paul uh we are on the following night of the royal rumble this is of course all the fallout from it this is a monday night raw that we were really curious to see what was going to take place following such a big event <laughs> and i am so ready to talk about this i when we did our monday night uh raw review last week we kind of led up to a few things and kind of talking about what could happen now that we know what did happen at royal rumble i you know I, you know as we talked about also on our rumble review I, I wanted to hit the fast forward button. We're finally here. Let's talk about this thing, Paul. Uh, of course. And if uh, if you haven't listened to our uh, Royal Rumble review, we have that up uh, where we, uh, well, the usual locations, iTunes, Spreaker, Podbeam, everywhere. Everywhere we already are, that's up there. If you, if, if you want more opinions of what uh, myself and Gary and Sean do... Uh, both Harry Broadhurst and Brando Bisco being also did knee jerk reactions right after the shows were over pretty much. Uh, so you can go listen to them as well. And they usually have some pretty varying, uh, opinions from what, uh, the, our, uh, W2M trio usually have. So go check those yeah. out. 
I agree, and I, I just I want to second that because uh, Harry and Brandon, they're so entertaining. I, I love those guys, and they bring a vast array of views that don't always match up with ours, and that's why we love them. Uh, you know, it makes it so much better to have so many different points of view, and they've really been helping us out. They did take over Philadelphia right after it happened. Like, they got on and did it, me and you and Sean, all three of the W2M guys, we kind of took an extra night we did it sunday night after the rumble kind of broke down both shows so if you want to go check those shows out please do those guys are amazing they really do a great job and so thank you for mentioning that uh paul that that really is something i should have done too so oh, good job we got to share the load when it comes to these plugs so i know There's so many of them <laughs> so <man. many>. I... <laughs> uh enough of the plugging though let's get on with raw uh, and, of course, we have to open with Stephanie for whatever reason. Um, and she she's basically praising and putting over how great the women's Rumble match was, which, it, of course, it was a lot of fun and all that, the great stuff. And then uh, she brings down Asuka, who, of course, is your winner, uh, and announces that Alexa Bliss will be defending the Raw Women's Championship in the Elimination Chamber for the first time for the ladies, so... Very cool for them. I already hate, however, once again, that it's about making history. It's not about feuds. I, uh, I, okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get over myself with this at some point because it seems to be the point until it's going to be all over. So, <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's uh, oh, okay. Uh, Oscar <laughs> still has not picked who she wants to face at WrestleMania yet. However, she lets everybody know that she plans on walking out of WrestleMania as a champion, because, of course, nobody is ready for her. This, however, brings out Sasha Banks, who, uh, you know, w- puts over the fact, once again, that all the ladies participating in that Rumble match made history last night. She congratulates Asuka. However, she believes she is ready for her and is ready to face her one-on-one this evening, which Stephanie very quickly obliges her for. <sighs> this is fine. I, I Once again, once again... Another big match without a story going into it. It's about history. That's all this is, and it, it's it's probably going to bug me uh, until we, we get through all of this. But it just... Why can't we tell a good story to go along with it? Like, don't tell me you're making history. Just show me. I understand, <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, you bring up some valid points there, and I, I'm not far behind you on that idea. You know, I think really WB is just obsessed with history. It's obvious. Raw 25 last week when we talked about all that endured in that show, mm-hmm. it was really about showcasing everything that they did, all the successes, all those legends that made a big presence known and made a big milestone here, there, and everywhere, all throughout WWE's history. And now they're trying to redo that. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've realized over time that the most recent history that they've created has not been as big as some of those past milestones like in the 80s with hulk hogan savage and you go to the 90s with austin the rock the list goes on they have kind of saw and realized that the list of guys that they've had in the 2000s and you know now the the 2000 teens have not been exactly as powerful and i think now they're trying to say hey 
we're still doing it, guys. We're still making things happen. Here, check this out. And they're putting it in front of our face. And maybe that's me kind of evaluating it from a point of view that's not true. I don't know. I just kind of feel like that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but saying all that, to, to sum up this whole situation, I, I get it, and you'd get it, Paul. These are milestones. But, man, the stories are what brings people to the table. Right. History is just history. Think about all the people I just mentioned in the 80s and 90s. What did they do? It wasn't about you know history-making moments. It was about them creating their own history. Mm-hmm. Let's do that again. And I think we're going to get that. And I think they're doing it to an extent. I, I think that this roster of young men and women have really done a great job of doing some things that we have not seen in a while. And that's have some outstanding matches, having some really big presence in the ring. So we'll see where we go from here. But you're right. The, 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 the stories are lacking. They're just pointing towards that, you know, grass, the glass ceiling breaking every mm-hmm. time we turn around. And I, I'm kind of done with it. And yeah. Elimination Chamber, how many times are we going to get beat over the head with it? the first women's Elimination Chamber? How many times are they going to beat us over the head with that, Paul? I, Lord knows. Uh, it, it, we're we're not getting elimination until February 25th, so we're going to get this a whole bunch, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> through just months or, or weeks of just getting abused with, with making history once again. And, and like I said on the Rumble review, I'll give him credit, because the Rumble very much felt like acknowledging both the past and the present and what everybody did to get to this point, and I thought that was, it turned out to be a really cool thing, right? So mm-hmm. I, I kind of gave him a little bit of a pass here. Obviously, that is not what this is going to be about. I mean, you know, it's 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 six women in a pod in pods and in a big steel monstrosity going out there and putting it all on the line. If we have some stories that get wrapped up to, into this, that's great. If this is the only time they mention history, even though I doubt it's going to be, I'll, I'll be fine with it too. If this leads to a point, that's all I'm really asking for. I, I just mm-hmm. give me some of that, you know. Yeah. The positive thing, Paul, I think we had to look forward to in the near future is there's only so many of these history breaking things they can do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to blow your whole entire load in 2017, 2018, and maybe even 2019. After that, they, they, they've already done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and some of the other things that they could do would be, well, probably pretty strange. I want to just kind of quickly here mention you, you talked about Stephanie coming out and talking at the beginning of the show. And I really kind of. As I sat there and listened, I thought, okay, yeah, it's the same stuff. And I really wanted some more uh, of what she may have thought about the whole Ronda Rousey thing. She touched on it, but she right. was not super in-depth with that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 they did a good job throughout this show kind of showcasing the, the moment right at the end of the Rumble with Ronda Rousey. And that, that they should have. And they did a whole the package of it saying what ESPN and all the other media outlets had to say about it. But I kind of wanted to hear from Stephanie. I, I really did. I wanted to see that, and I, you know, even thought it'd be kind of neat if Rhonda would have showed up. But outside of that, excuse me, my ESPN app. I should turn my phone off. Uh, <laughs> notice when I mentioned ESPN, they start blaring their stuff. Uh, but anyway, they can my hear point, you, Gary. I, hey, trust me, I have a cell phone. Everybody, Big Brother, everybody's watching me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably the guy down the street's watching me on his computer. Uh, but no, the the seriousness of this is that we do have some great things coming, and I really wanted you know Stephanie to say that. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is with her. I think the coolest thing here is you do have Oscar come out and. Without her forcing herself to speak, you know, 16 lines of English, she spoke her Japanese. She got the crowd popped just with that. I loved it. It reminded me 
when I'm talking about legends, I thought about so many of the legends that didn't speak English in this industry that came out and spoke their language and got it over. And I think Oscar is the same way. Uh, what she does speak English, it matters. And so I think she did a great job here. And then, of course, Sasha Banks coming out. I think that felt like it mattered, too. I will give him that. I really felt like Sasha Banks came out and made her presence known. So I really didn't hate the beginning segment. I think it did have some relevance. I think it did matter. I, Stephanie's stuff was just kind of blah. But I, I really appreciate Asuka and, and, of course, Sasha Banks. Yeah, and Sasha, of course, uh, uh, last night in the Rumble and here as well seems to be a bit more on the uh, older heel side of what we got to see in NXT with all the attitude and everything like that. So um, could be a shade of what we might get, especially after eliminating Bailey last night, which I'm kind of upset they didn't really touch on all that much here either. Um, maybe we're working towards that direction of Sasha being a heel, which I think she's far more effective at. So um, we'll have to wait and see there. But let's let's fast forward, Gary, to the match. Uh, between Asuka and Sasha Banks, which is phenomenal by any definition. 15 minutes or so, Asuka wins with the Asuka lock, lots of back and forth, lots of great energy, um, which I think is great. And, of course, Sasha Banks almost dying from a head kick. You know, that's that's just cherry on top. That was terrifying to watch. (laughs) I was really honestly sitting there in my living room thinking to myself, Oh boy, we just saw someone get killed on TV. And uh, I mean, if that doesn't bring a CTE, I don't know what does. <laughs> but uh, I mean, no joke. I mean, that was an outstanding match for both the young ladies. I think they did a great job here. This is what we need. This is exactly what we need on a weekly basis for us to care. We don't need six women tags. We don't need any of that stuff. We just need good singles matches or even tag matches. It's fine, but don't make them overdone. I I really thought this, once again, it felt important. It felt special. And we also didn't have Asuka just coming out here and beating up Sasha in three minutes. This was actually showcasing that Sasha is back on her game. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, I'm going to say that, and then next week they're going to make fun of me by having her get killed in two minutes. But I think what we got here really made both of them look great, not just one side of the equation. So this is much appreciated from me. And going forward now, I feel like they can build on this. And I believe Oscar's already gotten over. Now I think Sasha can kind of use this as a stepping stone to continue with the momentum. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I kind of hope this leads to, I mean, Sasha snapping at some point, realizing that what she's doing right now just isn't going to get the job done. So um, I think there's a lot to take away. Asuka, of course, has a real big battle on her hands in this match, too, I think is always great. Uh, just because, you know, when you're getting that kind of match with Asuka, you already know you're on your way to something awesome. And they absolutely delivered, uh, excuse me, delivered on that front here tonight. Yeah, I, I, and it's also believable for this fact. And I wish, I, I, now correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't remember the announce team mentioning this, but you're talking about two NXT women's champions. Mm-hmm. So I, I think counter, Sasha mm-hmm. being the Iron Woman last night, I think helps a lot, too. Yeah, exactly. And those are facts that once you bring up, it makes all the sense in the world for her to be able to stand up to Oscar the way she did. We had the issue of when Asuka arrived on the scene, Emma was standing toe-to-toe with her. And yes, uh, she did a lot of stuff in NXT, but I still don't know we really needed that per se. We talked about that in nauseum. I'm just yeah. mentioning uh, that didn't really make sense. This does. Mm-hmm. 
I, I agree entirely. This this worked completely. Best match on the show, I think, by a mile. So, mm-hmm. uh, on the flip side of the elimination chamber news, uh, the men are going to have be having qualifying matches, and the winner of their elimination chamber match will be the number one contender to Brock Lesnar come WrestleMania, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, so I'm glad that they are doing it this way. And we open that way with the announcement that Kane is going to take on Braun Strowman in a last man standing match. And Braun just absolutely annihilates Kane, uh, throws, throws him underneath, uh, a commentary table and then stands on it to keep him down for the count. And of course, Kane is, is rushed off to a hospital afterwards. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like Kane got a whole lot in last night either, and it's not like there's a whole ton to protect here. But this this should have been the feud the entire time. It's just Braun killing him. Just, it's just the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are building Braun to be this massive monster. They've done this for a long time. He's proven it time and time and time again. He is the most dominant. He's terrifying. And once again here... Sure, Kane gets a few licks in, right? I mean, that's that's going to be given, especially in an extreme rules type match where they can use any weapons they want because this is a last man standing match. But I think what you got here was just that exclamation mark of, dear God, Braum is the most dominant. He's the one you should really be worried about. And Brock Lesnar, boy, uh, can you even hold that title? Once you guys meet up in the ring, I don't know. I mean, they, they did it at the Royal Rumble, but, you know, you had some other equations to take place that caused Braun not to win. Mm-hmm. So now when you're talking about a singles match, once you see this, Braun never missed a step. Yeah, he didn't win last night, but it wasn't for the fact that he wasn't dominant. And, of course, tonight he just showcases that once again. I, I think that's, you know... a. Uh, uh, I mean, this whole destruction thing that they've got him going on, this rampage of the entire Raw set, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's appreciated for the fact that it's making him look powerful, but it also makes me wonder how many things can they do like this? I mean, th- eventually it's going to run out. What are they going to do? One day he's just going to push the entire stage down, like the entire <laughs> video board is going to crash down. Is he going to be like Samson? And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know either, but uh, I, I think you you look at what Braun was able to accomplish against Roman Reigns last year. Roman Reigns last year, and you have to know that that's going to come back around at some point for for Roman to get his comeuppance there. So, I, I you know it, it's enjoyable. I really love this. I I really wish that Braun walked out last night as champion. It's not going to be so. I'm going to have to get over that too. And it's just. Uh, it's just how it is. You know, Braun's going to keep killing folks until they decide it's time to take the luster off, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, as we follow the story with Braun, it's going to be really interesting to see, well, besides Roman Reigns, who kind of honestly has made Braun stumble a bit mm-hmm. at times, right? No one else has really done that, not even Brock Lesnar. Right. So I think that there's a lot of stuff that we're going to see in the future that could really be interesting to add to that equation. But as we sit here right now, they're just going to prove this time and time again, Braun's the man, and okay, I get it. Well, let's see what else is next. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Graves interviews Braun after the match. Uh, Braun said he did his job. He's the last man standing. Uh, at that point, we'll keep getting harped home as he runs into Kurt Angle later on, who is yelling at him for what he did, for destroying the set, essentially. Uh, he says he's going to win a, a, the Elimination Chamber and then defeat Lesnar at WrestleMania. 
Braun, Braun's gonna Braun is the whole point here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's really much more to take away from it than that. Yeah, I mean, you're right, and I don't have to say anything else, but I'll say this. If you're an NXT fan, uh, Ember Moon, take notes on this. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It'll help your promos. So. <laughs> Uh, the next uh, Elimination Chamber qualifying match is Matt Hardy taking on Elias. Uh, you have Elias once again coming out playing a little ditty. Uh, Bray Wyatt ends up hitting the screen. Uh, this distracts Matt Hardy uh, and allows Elias to hit Drift Away to pin him, which is, is sort of whatever, right? Uh, I mean, I you probably saw this coming from a mile away. Yeah, Bray Wyatt reappear at the end on the screen and laugh at Matt here again. I, uh... I don't. I'm fine with Elias making the elimination chamber. That's fine, right? You have to have something with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt come around eventually. And I'm gonna harp again on a point I made on the Royal Rumble review too: is that if you hadn't had that match on Raw 25 last week and they still hadn't touched each other, the moment at the Rumble would have meant more. I think this would have meant more too. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that, and you know we could probably continue and continue and go on and on about it. But I, I think we're gonna have to. F- Sadly, you can move past it and just hope that what they give us next can trump that and, and really help us to forget that even happened, right? Yeah. I hope that's the case. I worry it's not, but I hope it's the case. And as we sit here, I will say this. This is a match where I was kind of concerned that Elias was going to get a majority of the offense. He was going to completely control things. And then you were going to get this finish that we got, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, we have Woken Matt Hardy sitting there looking like a, kind of a fool. That's not the case, though. I really love the fact that they gave him a lot of offense, and he did not look like he did not belong at all. He looked like he belonged every minute of this match. He, he stood toe-to-toe with Elias, who Elias is a big deal right now in the raw brand. He is making waves. He continually comes out and competes with some of the best I appreciate that. So Matt Hardy did look good. He did lose here in a silly way, of course, but he still got a chance to, to, to look good. So I will give him that. But I'm right there with you, Paul. I have a lot of concerns. I, I'm really kind of bummed out that they've already had that little match, if you're winning or whatever. Let's see what they do. I, I'm trying to be patient. I mm-hmm. really am, Paul. I, I, I don't know how long I can be patient, though, if they don't start to give us some more momentum with both of these guys, not just Wilkin Matt Hardy, with Bray Wyatt. So. Definitely need some segments of them just being themselves. I feel like it would help get people back into this pretty quick. I, I need some more of the, the Wilkin Matt Hardy junk, uh, whether he's talking to, to the Napoleon Bonaparte fish again or not. Just something weird. And I think we need to see Wyatt around the compound, too. Let's let's really help re-identify what these guys are at their core, why that puts them at odds, and then move forward again from there. Exactly. And you know what? I'm going to say this really quickly. Uh, we've seen many, many times in WB's history of them having some of these superstars go out on the street or appear at the grocery store, just random places, right? Mm-hmm. And in those, you know times when they're doing the outside stuff they they kind of bring the characters to the real world let's do that with broken or woken matt hardy let's have him go to the grocery store or go somewhere and be as crazy as he is and freak people out Mm -hmm. that to me would add something i know it's maybe 
something that's a little silly, but honestly, the, the gimmick is silly. It, it's uh, weird. It's crazy. It's nutty. Mm-hmm. Let's show people how nutty this gimmick is. Once you do that, then people can get even more behind it. There's only so many times we can get behind just the delete chance. Right. Exactly. You're, you're exactly right. We need we need to start learning some more about these characters, or like I said, get them back out there in an element where we can see who they are, why they're so against each other, all that great stuff. Agreed. Um, we get a promo from the Balor Club later on in the evening. They talk about Finn's role as the Iron Man in the in the Royal Rumble last night, who uh, I believe lasted over forty five minutes, which is pretty gosh darn impressive. Uh, tonight he is looking for revenge against John Cena, who was the one who eliminated him. And uh, that is also the last qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber this evening. I think you already know where this is going, right? Big match. You got John Cena involved. John Cena's going to win, guys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) AA off the second rope to really make sure Finn's down, which I guess at least there's that. I thought Finn also gets in a fair amount here. um, And really that led to uh, Cena struggling to try to keep him down. So, um Cena once again going back and doing all of the WrestleMania pointing again. So I um Cena sort of doubting himself, I think throughout this really helps. Um and all that great stuff. I just kinda wish Finn was in the uh the chamber. Uh, yeah, that's the big sad part about this is Finn in the chamber, I could already picture it. It it just looks so good. I can only imagine some of the things he could do. Really disappointed with that, but you got to go figure. John Cena is going to be a part of one of the bigger matches. And so, I mean, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you get kind of the same WB stamp of John Cena getting the victory. I, I will give them credit, though. They did do what you said. Finn got some offense here. He was really shining throughout this match. I really also thought they kind of did a slow pace at the beginning here with all the holes and really trying to to be you know meticulous throughout this entire match to kind of really show the ability and some of the intelligence of Finn Balor. I appreciate that part of it. I just think the end result kind of left you with going, okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you got to give him credit. If Finn Balor maining, uh, main eventing a Raw is never a bad thing, right? right? But but the big but is, where does he go from here? I don't know. Hopefully it's a feud that's going to matter going into Elimination Chamber. Otherwise, I think this is kind of a waste. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know either. Like the, the Balor Club is seemingly a thing now. Uh, even though it's sort of, you know, it seems loose right now, right? We haven't really had any definition there. For Finn, I I don't know where you go with him either. I, I think the story they're telling with John right now is worth telling, right? The the old veteran wondering if he has it still is is very is it's always fun for me. Um and just to see where they take that. So I, I, I am interested in that. I just you know, you want better for Finn and, and I will say this, main eventing Raw is already miles ahead of where he was mid December. So, <laughs> a oh quick yeah, around is very nice. I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that because we were so <laughs> concerned. <laughs> oh boy, I was so nervous. And you, you, you go back and listen to those episodes of Money Not Raw that we covered. Mm-hmm. Boy, we were we disappointed. We, uh, so we were not yeah. some happy campers. That's not, so true. 
Not at all. Not at all. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to also address your point. You, you're bringing up something that's really, to me, something that is interesting. It, it is that journey that John Cena is taking now. And being a kind of a part-time guy now, mm-hmm. we're getting the opportunity now to kind of see his new psyche, that what he's thinking now. And for him to be addressing the crowd like he did in this match where he's talking to them saying, look, I, I just want to go to WrestleMania. I want to matter. I, I really like that. And that self-doubt that you just pointed out, Paul, mm-hmm. to me, it brings something new to John Cena that we desperately need. We need to see a John Cena that we can actually kind of relate to and i think exactly. people can relate to that I, I, especially you're talking about you know guys that are older and gals that are older out there they they probably feel those same things in their everyday life and you, you they can relate and some of the younger fans can sit here and say oh wow this guy that was super cena he's vulnerable now mm-hmm. and I, I i think it's something that's really needed and i i appreciate it just you know once again it's 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 that fan part of me that wishes this match turned out a different way but I think uh, the John Cena we're seeing now in that Elimination Chamber could be very, very interesting. I agree. Uh, and I think it's kind of cool that this is sort of gro- – like the audience that got used to him dominating and the real rise of him is back – we're talking like 2004. Like mm-hmm. that's We're 13 years on. The, these guys, 8- to 10-year-olds, are in their 20s now. Like this, this is kind of neat for them to maybe be able to have somebody they still identify very strongly with if they're still following wrestling and be like, man, you know – we're all getting older. Does he? Does he actually still have it? You know, does my guy still have it? I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like I, you know, you're a guy that follows a lot of comic books, there, Paul. I, I mean, I, I kind of look at this like a kind of a Captain America situation, right? Yeah, Starting exactly. to, to question the values and all the other things that you've held for so long. And who knows? Maybe we're going to get a nomad version of John Cena. Why not? Why not? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just had to throw that out there, even if it's not true or relevant. So why not? Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the show. Um, you have the Miz defend his IC title against Roman Reigns, and, and Roman cashing in his his rematch claw cl- uh, clause. Essentially, uh, Miz also gets a promo talking about how awesome he is, which of course is always a good time. Eighteen minutes, which is just insanely long to get for a match that is basically the same thing we got a week ago. Uh, <laughs> Axel and Dallas run in. Reigns fights him off. Miz manages to roll Reigns up and sneak out the win once again. Same shit, different day. <laughs> uh, enough said. Yeah. I, I don't have to say anything else about it. Uh, I, I, okay, the only thing I'm going to say really that really matters is. I'm glad they kind of got this done. So Roman Reigns are done with the Intercontinental title. Good. Awesome. Move on to your next thing. Go to the Universal title, which you'll be going for next. Uh, But I think also got to give credit. I love that promo that, you know, we had Demiz cut. It just, once again, great job on the mic. He does it every time. I loved it. And I loved it at the very end. It just had to take a shot at the Philadelphia Eagle fans. I (laughs) I love that that and that you heard that crowd. They were not happy. No. So uh it it was beautiful. I just I had to give him some credit. Uh and also also at the at this point now, you know Miz is on a journey and it's gonna be really fun to see who that next opponent's gonna be. So I, I, for overall, we got some good stuff out of the Miz. It's just a match like you said. Same stuff, different week. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
so so we'll talk about the rest of the show, and, and I want to talk at the end here before we sign off too about what wasn't on this show because I think that's that's just as important. Um, you have uh, the revival take on Heath Slater and Rhino here. Uh, they they basically squash them in a little under three minutes um, with with that chop block again, which I think is really interesting. That maybe they really want to send this point home, Gary, and uh, this could play into some stories going down the stretch. Uh, for these guys, maybe challenging uh, the bar at some point, maybe uh, maybe if they're going to keep feuding with Balor Club, however it's going to work out, um, I think that's something that we really should pay attention to moving forward. I, you're right, and you know what? I'm so glad, once again, the Revival is getting their opportunity now, and they're having the time of their life, it seems, as they do it, because these guys have been around, and injuries have taken them out of the game for way too long. Absolutely. Now that they're back, these guys hopefully are getting on and getting some momentum, hopefully, behind them, because at this early stage, it seems like they could, and I think that's what you're alluding to. It's some great storytelling that they could do here i i love also the interview we have at the end uh yes. with charlie that to me it, it meant a lot just as much as that match probably even more than the match that these guys are who they are they're about history they're about everything that the fans are not is what they're wanting us to know and i i just love it i think it was great and not only that addressing the fact that the guys they just beat were the inaugural SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Wow. Wait, we actually can mention that? That is a great thing. And that made them look even better. So props to them, man. Of course, getting the cheapy too for the crowd chanting ECW when Rhino was in the ring and then immediately running that down as well just because, you know, that's what the Revival do. These guys are terrific at getting heat. And then they segue right into the announcement that the Dudley Boys are going to the WWE Hall of Fame, Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great timing, huh? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> hey, what a great video package, too. Oh, I, yeah. I thought the Dudley's video package. You know, uh, I'm saying that. People are like, good God, dude. They, they always do a great job. But I'm just going to be honest. I loved it. I sat there just thoroughly entertained. It, it made me nostalgic. I, I just really enjoyed that video package that they put together. So props to them and i'm really super happy for the dudley boys really really excited i mean they, these guys absolutely deserve it not only wwe tag team champions on multiple occasions not even you know ecw tag team champions on multiple occasions uh they managed to win the wcw tag team titles when they were still around uh post uh post buyout of course during the invasion era and all that and of course iwgp tag team champions TNA tag team champions. You're you're only missing really the ROH tag team titles to to hit the. We hit we won basically every major tag title in the United States and abroad. Um, you know that that really I guess count for a lot of people. I know, but that, it's kind of a, a a situation where I wish they could still do it, but you know they're doing the whole thing of moving away now for the Dudley Boys. But it, that would have been so great to see them become Ring of Honor champions, just so we could have <laughs> them be the, the uh, guys that held every single tag team title out there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we also have the tag team titles up for grabs here tonight as well, Gary, as Sheamus and Cesaro attempt to fend off Titus Worldwide, who of course have gotten a couple wins over them in the recent weeks here on Raw. And uh, thankfully, you know, at least WWE recognizes this. And like, hey, these guys probably deserve a title match. And we get uh, the bar end up overcoming here uh, on Apollo after Apollo sort of gets a bit of a run. 
uh, ends up eating the double team white noise. That's all she wrote. I thought this was this was fine, right? Uh, Titus kind of bores you a little, but I think Apollo coming in at the end really keeps it all fresh, and 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 the energy ramps back up again. Of course, Seamus and Cesaro know what they're doing in this role, and they just crush it every single time. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you gotta get you know behind the bar a little bit because those guys are so great. They they just have it. I mean, I'm sorry to say that you know we're not getting exactly everything that we were about what three four weeks ago from the bar maybe maybe even a little longer mm-hmm. but we're still getting good stuff out of them and this whole thing coming forward with titus worldwide and all that stuff it's actually starting to to work a little bit better than it was i really thought this match lived up to be something better than i was going to expect it to be I really kind of come in thinking eh, it's going to be halfway done and it's whatever. But they they really put on a great performance. I really kind of started to get behind them. I really thought that Titus Worldwide, you know, at the most looked really like they belonged. And I think that's very, very important. I think especially if they want to build this tag division to be something serious, they've got to have all the tag teams involved matter. I'm starting to feel like Titus Worldwide actually matters. So, mm-hmm. Good job on them. Yes, I, the bar does retain their championships, and they should. Even though it, it would have been fun to see, you know, Titus Worldwide having gold, I think that's down the line possibly. But right now, the bar holding the gold, it it just makes more sense. Yeah, I, I also feel like with with injuries to Sheamus and maybe that being what we're getting for the chop block thing for the revival, I feel like that might be the story going towards Elimination Chamber. Is going to be those two teams, which. I I hope so. Like that that could be some really really terrific tag team wrestling, and I I I want to see it pretty badly. So let's let's move that way, WWE. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I just I want the revival to mention every old tag team out there that they could think of. Yeah. <laughs> just laundry list them. <laughs> Names we've never heard of for sure. So. Right. <laughs> so so that's that's everything on this episode of Raw. We don't get any cruiserweights. We don't get any reaction from Jason Jordan or Seth Rollins, and uh, we we barely have really any fallout from the Universal title. Like, there's some major storylines, I think, that are missing on this show, uh, because they dedicate a good portion of this show to wrestling. I don't, I don't think there's really... Uh, there's that one squash. I think everything else is basically 8 to 10 minutes um, at plus, right? Which is incredible, so... Um, if you really like wrestling, this is definitely the episode to check out just because there's so much of it. And, uh, most of it's pretty good, but it's strange to me. No Jordan, no Rollins. Oh yeah. It's very odd. And you know, everything you just said, Paul, makes me feel like we just, uh, did a whole review over an episode of ring of honor. Right. (laughs) So, you know, some of the storylines weren't there tonight. They'll be there next week. You know, that's the way it works. And, And you know what? This is totally fine. It's totally fine. It's a three-hour show, yes, and they probably could have slipped in some of that stuff. But instead of just throwing everything in there and making it just a big uh, pot of gumbo where you just throw a bunch of food in there, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they actually made a meal for you that had different portions. And then they saved some things for next week to have a new meal. I think it's great. I think it works. And I hope it's a pattern that they continue on. Will they? Probably not. But I I would love to see it because – I think for the most part, you got a lot of great, you know, stuff here, and uh, you know, I'm going to throw a rating on it that I really 
I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to give it a rating that was high because I kind of figured as I walked into watching Monday Night Raw, it was not going to live up to anything special. It did. I actually, I kind of felt like I was entertained the entire way through. Lots of good wrestling, mm-hmm. some really good stuff. People felt like they mattered. The, the feuds felt like that they actually had a lot of continuity. I'm going to give this thing an eight, Paul. I thoroughly oh, wow. enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really did. You know, I come on and give this show a lot of times a seven. I'll say it's a seven because it's very average. They did not do average to me. I think all the wrestling mattered. I just, I was really impressed. So I, I'm going to give it a high number. I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Um, I I don't know if I'm willing to go eight on this. I, uh, Sasha Banks, Oscar, absolutely worth your time. The main event certainly is too. I think there's a lot of intrigue up and down the card. Um, some of this is a little blah for my taste, especially the IC title match, which just goes way too long for what it actually is. Uh, everything else, you know, is 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 pretty good. So I, I think I'm going to go seven. I, I think this felt, you know, I'll go seven and a half. I'll go seven and a half. This is a little bit of a, above average, um, and, and it's absolutely worth your time to check out too, especially if you if you're looking for some wrestling. No, I agree. I totally agree. And uh, I think there's a lot of stuff uh, hopefully next week that we'll be really behind. And I'm really excited to see what they do give us with that Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan story. And if we do have the cruiserweights come back and hopefully they, they find some good things to throw on a raw, if they are going to be back on the show, I, uh, I like the new look, everything that they're giving us leading up to the road to WrestleMania. I mean, this is going to be a really interesting journey as we do lead towards that big show in April. So I'm really, really excited about it. And I know if you want to come find out everything that we have on this road to WrestleMania, there's only one place to go, Paul, and that's W2Mnet.com. If you go there, you go and find us. Everything that Wrestling of the Max has to bring to you, our normal episodes of Wrestling of the Max, part one and part two, every single week will be there on W2Mnet.com, along with all these review shows. We do Raw. We also do NXT. Uh, Harry Broadhurst and, of course, Brandon Bisco being Liz Pagosi. They all team up to do SmackDown Live and, of course, 205 Live. They do a great job of it. So make sure you go check out those all those great review shows. So we've got a lot of content, but guess what? It's not just us, folks. Yeah, we just listed a bunch of things, but there's more content out there to find. There's other great wrestling shows on our network. The W2M Network is the place to go and subscribe, rate, and review. Also, if you just want us, Wrestling of the Max is there. But the W2M Network, trust me, it's worth your time. It gives you all the wrestling content you can handle, video games, entertainment, and a lot of sports. So you do not want to miss a minute of the action. That's why we plug this every week. We want you guys to get as much entertainment as you can handle. So that's the way to go do it. And also, don't forget to give our partners in crime some support. 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com. They, of course, uh, you know, have us on their you know websites, and they also kind of pro- promote us. So we want to make sure they get all the promotion that they can handle because they're excellent. They do some great articles, some things you do not want to miss out on. So that's a lot of great content that you guys want to go check out. I know I'm promoting the heck out of it, but trust me, everything I'm telling you, I go check out every single week, and I love it. So I want you guys to have the opportunity as well. Uh, well, that's all we have for you tonight. And uh, until next Monday Night Raw review, uh, I, of course, am uh, Gary Vaughn. He is Paul Leeser, and we will catch you guys down the road. Have a good one, everyone. The previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com. For the worlds of wrestling, 
video games, entertainment, and sports. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.